One. Welcome to Centuries of Sound. Two. This is part five of a mix of original sounds from 1943. Three. The mix with all 12 parts is available to supporters at patreon.com slash centuries of sound. Thanks for listening. The month of May brought us pictures of the Battle of the Bismarck Sea when Australian and American airmen annihilated a convoy of 22 Japanese ships and, just for full measure, destroyed 55 Jap planes. General MacArthur described the action as a complete victory and a major disaster to the enemy.
Mamacita, let me in. Let me in now that I've spent half the night getting the cornmeal. It's coming! It's coming closer! I can see it! Just what she needs, someone to nip at her heels and hurry her up. Ah! <laughs> Wait, Teresa! I come! I will let you in! Only a moment, Teresa! Your mother is here! Your mother will let you in! World conditions are so unsettled, Miss Milliken, because people won't settle on things. They ought to stop pondering and push ahead. Damn the torpedoes! Full speed ahead! I keep dreaming of bobby pins. It's the strangest thing, night after night. Bobby pins. Toothbrushes and lipstick. 
lipstick and bobby pins and skirts. Mm. Oh, it sounds like another world. Oh, darn. Give me that section, will you? I want to see if anyone I know is being born today. 42 is a very safe, sane age. When a man has reached 42, he knows something, like Mr. Pendergast. He's an important man. It seems to make sense, our talking like this to each other. Uh-huh. But it doesn't. Doesn't make any sense at all. A moment stolen from a day of horror and suffering. Maybe they didn't have any right to it. Go on. Say it. There it goes again. There goes our last chance. There goes home and husbands and kids. There goes everything we've ever wanted or hoped for or dreamed about. Class Wilson, you're tuned in to John Austin's service in Berlin, broadcasting to North America. Awfully nice. 
Yes. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Well, the German authorities called for 5,000 Jews to come at a fixed hour at the largest square of the ghetto. The Jews well knew the meaning of that order. It was always followed by deportations to camps of extermination. Many victims used to die in agony on their way there. The Jews knew that, and they refused to obey the order. Then the fight began. The Jews destroyed German stores and factories inside the ghetto. On the morning of Palm Sunday, I heard the first sounds of battle. As I was reaching the end of Miodola Street, I saw vast numbers of German police crowding the square. Four field guns were firing incessantly in the direction of the ghetto houses. German armored cars passed me with a roar. I saw a whole SS Waffen detachment marching fully armed to wage battle against these Jews who they hated and despised. Yesterday afternoon at about 4.30, the war in North Africa came to an end. Early on Tuesday morning, the Axis armies were cut clean in half by the British drive across the neck of the Cape Bon Peninsula. That left mainly the German 90th Light Division to be accounted for, a division of tough veteran fighting troops, some of the finest fighters that ever came out of Germany. In the mountains, they went on fighting until they had little ammunition left. Our troops in the north put down a smoke screen, and under cover of it, they withdrew a little, while our bombers went in in three deadly waves to deliver the last aerial bombardment and one of the heaviest of the whole campaign. When our bombers had finished, our artillery opened up, and soon hundreds of white flags were appearing all over the place. I'm home waiting and not hearing anything. I'm going crazy. These are the latest developments. Japanese bombers have made an unsuccessful attack on American warships off Attu and the Aleutians. In the Mediterranean, Allied planes have continued their non-stop bombings of Axis airfields in Sicily and Italy. On the Russian front, the Red Army has repulsed new German attacks in the Donetsk region. And in Moscow, American envoy Joseph E. Davies is waiting for another call to the Kremlin to receive Stalin's reply to President Roosevelt's letter. London. All week long, the air war against the Germans was waged in strength from this island base. I think you will agree with me that they are glad to hear about the dissolution of the Communist International. The people of Moscow are tired of that sort of thing. They're fighting a hard war. They're interested only in winning that war and rebuilding their homes and after the defeat of the Axis, to live their lives in peace. The Communist Party of America will continue to exist, but as a unit in itself and not as a part of a worldwide organization. Speaking of food, the new, new coffee ration will be 15% greater than any we've had so far. Radar is a composite of the initial letters of these four words. R-A for radio, D for detecting, A for and, R for ranging. Together we have R-A-D-A-R, radar, 
a radio device for detecting and ranging. It concerns the dramatic wartime use of a new DuPont chemical compound called phenothiazine. 44,000 pounds of phenothiazine shipped to North Africa meant millions of pounds of meat for our army and the native population. Meat made available right on the spot. Baby, baby, what is the matter with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me, babes, nothing at all. What is the matter with you? One never knows, do one. You got the world in a jump. Yeah, but where's the stopper? And you got nothing to do. Do you hear that mess? She's always laying it on me. You know I always told you mm. you'd be the death of me. Mm. And when I'm always with you, I get the third degree that ain't right. Ah, oh, tell these fools anything but tell me the truth. Oh, that ain't right at all. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? As you're taking all my money and going out having yourself a ball. Baby, I was born balling and I'm a ball the rest of my life. I took you to a nightclub, I bought you pink champagne. That's right. You rode home in a taxi while I caught that subway train. Hey, hey. That ain't right. Oh, that's all right, baby. That's just a slight slip. Oh, that ain't right at all. Oh, that's all right, baby. That's all right with me, in fact. That's your take. I don't like pork no how. I went to a fortune teller yeah. and had my fortune told. What'd she say? She said you didn't love me. All you wanted was my gold. She was right. How'd she know? That ain't right. Oh, can't ride at all. Everybody wants some gold, baby. Yeah. Uh, this is my friend, Eddie Cochran. How do you do, Mr. Cochran? Hi, Eddie. How Rick, do you do? what are you doing here? Why aren't you up in Portsmouth? I got five days leave, so I'm taking Polly down home to meet the folks. Nag, why should the news always be read in what people call BBC English? Well, listeners will remember that we did try out marked northern and Scottish voices some time ago. They were liked in their own part of the country, but the majority of listeners seemed to find that they were listening to the way the news was being read rather than to its meaning. Apart from that, Wilfred Pickles, for instance, used to complain that the news wasn't written in the way which he, as a northerner, would naturally have spoken it. So I asked him once to translate a bulletin so that he could read it comfortably. He has a recording of what he did. This is the BBC Home and Forces Programme. Yes, news, this is Wilfred Pickles reading it. There's still no change in the fighting in Libya. Our aircraft have kept up the raids on Axis bases across the Mediterranean and on the African bases as well. 
I suppose that is very difficult for anyone but a northerner to follow easily. Now, there's one other controversial point. Why don't you have women to read the news? You know, you really answered that already, because it was controversial when we tried it a good many years ago. However, I did get Elizabeth Cole to record a bulletin some time back, and here's a bit of it. This is the BBC Home and Forces programme. Here is the news, and this is Elizabeth Cowell reading it. The latest reports from Moscow are of continued fighting from Finland to the Ukraine. And you don't propose, for the time being anyway, to put women onto this work? Frankly, no. There's no doubt that a great many people would like it, but a great many would not.